Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mongolian Adventures podcast, a place for stories about Mongolia for adventurous kids. Get comfortable, snuggle in, and let's begin. Let's begin. Minjin's second trip on the mouse transport was a little less terrifying, but just a little. Riding around the city still scared her, but at least she didn't want to throw up anymore. After a night of rest in a cozy spot at the Ganden Monastery, Madal had said goodbye to Minjin and helped her find the transport spot again. Pilladoodle the pigeon had even waved her farewell as he stopped another new mouse and terrified them. The memory made Minjin smile. She missed her mom, but she was meeting so many new and interesting animals out here in Ulaanbaatar. The city was full of creatures and humans that were so different from her own little home in the shoe district of Narantol Market. She hadn't known what she was missing out on staying there for her 10 years of life, but now she felt her whole body was full of fresh air as she breathed in the new people and places. Life was full of possibility, and today she was off to her next potential home spot. A girl in the city, a mouse about town, a confident, smart, oh, phooey! Minjin jumped off and ran towards the door of the mouse transport as it almost shut on her face. She'd been daydreaming and almost missed her stop. She stumbled down the steps, trying not to fall into the mice waiting at the transport stop. Oof. She straightened her rainbow dress and tidied the blue sparkle ribbon around her head. Some of her classmates had tried to tell her blue was for boys when she was still in school, but as Minjin's mom always said, there's no such thing as boy colors and girl colors. All colors are for everyone. She crossed the street, slightly less terrified than the first few times she had done it. Humans were so big and their cars were monstrous. It was like watching a moving mountain come rushing at you, their tires threatening to smash you into flat bits. No thanks. Not today, ginormous human machines. On the corner, she stopped to take in her next destination. She had heard about it, of course. It was one of the most famous spots in all of Ulaanbaatar. They even learned about it at school with Mr. Sinchak in their mouse history class. There were rows and rows of white and gray rocks forming a very large square shape. In the middle was the human statue of Sukhbatar, and Minjin knew next to that would be the mice version of a statue for Mousebatar. Behind both the flat square and the statues was a long, beautiful rectangular building with stairs that climbed up and up to reveal another statue of Chinggis Khan. There were pillars and windows around the building. It was all very impressive and intimidating. Here was the meeting spot for the mouse government, and the humans, of course, Sukhbatar Square and the Parliament Building. As she approached the big staircase leading to the Chinggis statue, she glanced to the right where she had been told her guide would be waiting for her. There she saw a mouse dressed in a black suit with a red tie hanging down in between the suit jacket. He also carried a briefcase and was talking on his cell phone as he pushed his silver glasses back up his little pink nose. His whiskers quivered as he spoke loudly, walking around as the conversation went on. Minjin neared and stopped, uncertain if she should interrupt him or just wait for him to be done. Thankfully, he noticed her before she had to decide and said a quick goodbye before walking over to her. Hello, hello, he said. You must be Minjin. I'm Amr. I'm kind of in a rush, so walk with me. 
He started walking quickly towards a tiny white door on the side of the human staircase, and Minjin hurried after him. Welcome to Parliament, Minjin, Amr said as he almost ran down the hallway. Minjin was trying to take in all of the historical decorations and the thick red carpet beneath their feet, but it was hard when she was also trying to listen to Amr and not get out of breath. I'm afraid I'm very busy today, so I need to drop you off at a meeting for potential new members, and then I will come back and pick you up for a lunchtime rendezvous with all of the mice who work for our parliamentary members. Then we can take a walking tour of our space and maybe even peek in on the humans. His words came out in a rush, tumbling out as he looked at her impatiently, but not unkindly. Sounds good, Minjin replied, trying hard to stand up tall as she rushed after him in the hallway. They came to a blue door which was marked meeting room, and he ushered her in, not even bothering to say goodbye as he closed the door and continued on his way. Minjin looked around. There were a few other mice sitting in chairs looking towards the front, where there was a big screen and a podium. Everyone looked nervous or bored, she couldn't decide which, and they were tapping at the tiny cell phones in their paws. She didn't have a cell phone, but it certainly seemed like that would be a requirement if she lived here. A smartly dressed mouse came to the podium and clapped her hands for attention. The room quieted and the other mice dropped their phones into their laps. Hello, she said. My name is Michelle and I am the visitor and potential new member coordinator here at the Mouse Parliament. It's my job to let you all know about what we do here and to answer any questions you might have about living here as a mouse. I recognize what a big decision it is to choose a home, so I appreciate you all being here and listening to what we have to say. Minjin relaxed. This lady seemed nice, and now she could learn about what living here would be like. Two hours later, she wasn't so sure she could keep her eyes awake. Michelle's presentation was going on and on and on. There was the overview, of course, on how the parliament worked. Mice all over Mongolia voted every four years to choose the members of parliament who would represent them in the government. The mice who were elected to parliament then met and worked every day to make the laws of the country, to decide how their money should be spent, and to basically run the country. It was, of course, a very important job. There was also a discussion about the prime minister and the president, two more very important mice who were chosen by the mice of Mongolia to lead the country and make rules and choose other people to help make rules. Minjin had a question, though. Where was all this money coming from? Who was paying for the country to buy things? But there had been a slide where Michelle explained that every time mice in Mongolia bought something, they paid something called a tax. They also paid this money when they received money for their work. These taxes were the money that the government then used to keep the country running. Her other question had not been answered. She wanted to know what she would actually do if she lived here. What would her days look like? At the market, she would help sell things. At Gondon, she would have studied and prayed and visited with the community. What would she do here? She had been thought, pondering this thought for the last hour as Michelle listed the name and job of every single mouse in the parliament building a process that had made Minjin incredibly bored. Finally, Michelle reached her final slide, one that said questions with a question mark. Minjin raised her hand, as did several other of the mice in attendance, who all looked much more interested in this presentation than she had. 
First, another mouse asked about how one gets assigned a job in the parliament, to which Michelle explained they had to take something called an aptitude test, which helped them see what they were good at and where they might be most useful. That didn't sound too terrible. Minjin was good at a lot of things. Surely this test would show that. Another mouse asked a question about how long the work days were. 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., Michelle had answered, with their cell phones always at the ready for after-hour problems. Well, that didn't sound so great to Minjin. Who wanted to be working from that early to that late, and maybe even later? She liked having time to read and draw and meet her friends. Finally, Michelle turned to Minjin. Um, so I'm wondering, what does a usual day look like here? What do you normally do with your time? Minjin asked, a little hesitantly, as everyone had turned to look at her and she was trying not to blush. We have a lot of meetings, Michelle answered, and we have to talk to a lot of different people to help them make decisions and agree on ideas. The parliament members have to discuss things, and then they vote so that the decision can be fair. If more people vote yes, then the new decision is possible. If they vote no, then it isn't. We meet visitors from other countries, and we help the leaders from around the country. It's a lot of talking to people and researching and meetings. Minjin thought about Michelle's answer. That could be interesting, meeting new people and helping make the laws that everyone had to follow. She could help the country spend its money on good things and helping other mice. Before she could think too much longer, Michelle instructed everyone to follow her to lunch. There was a nice cafeteria where they had a fantastic selection of cheeses and crackers, and then they went on a walking tour of the Parliament building. There was a big, beautiful room with fancy wooden desks and a big chair at the front of the room where the Prime Minister was supposed to sit. This was where the Parliament members met to vote and talk and make decisions. There were also many, many hallways full of offices, libraries, and meeting rooms. Minjin decided that living here would mean a lot of time sitting in rooms talking to people. She wasn't sure if she was the mouse for that. She loved being outside. She had grown up at the largest outdoor market in Mongolia. How could she spend her days inside all of the time, even if she got to see cool people like the president of the country in the hallway? Amr finally found her again at the end of the tour, his cell phone still glued to his ear. He paused for a moment and asked, are you ready to take the aptitude test? I can make sure you get put in my office. Minjin tried not to smile. She didn't even know what office he worked in because he hadn't even really talked to her all day. No thanks, she said. I've decided that Sukhbutter Square is not the place for me. Amr stopped walking and looked at her for the first time all day. What? His face showed his confusion. This is the best place in the country to work. Why wouldn't you stay? This place is amazing, Minjin agreed. All sorts of important laws and decisions are made here. But I need to know the people of Mongolia before I can try to make decisions for them. I've only been to a market and a monastery and now here. How can I possibly know what it's like for the mice who live other places or have other jobs? Plus, you have so many meetings. Amr nodded. You are a smart young woman, Minjin. I like your thinking. Come back here after you've done some exploring and we'll really get you set up in my office. Minjin smiled and said thanks, 
Finding her own way to the exit, she stepped back out into the huge square stretched before her and looked at the looming statue of Sukhbadr on his horse. Who didn't want to be a hero? But this mouse needed to know her people before she could lead them into battle. Or, you know, a budget meeting. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mongolian Adventures podcast. You can find more information about the podcast, as well as lesson plans for educators, at www.mongolianadventurespodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Mongolian Adventures Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Mongolian ADV Pod. We'd love for you to draw a picture or create artwork based off of today's story. Send us your pictures at mongolian.adventures.podcast at gmail.com and maybe you'll see it featured on our social media. Until next time! May your adventures be big and your dreams even bigger.